Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You wanted the best. You got the best. This is Hall of Famer Dave LaGreca. And two-time Hall of Famer Bully Ray. And you are listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast with Zeus and Tom right here. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button, Star Simmons, Star, Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. Gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it! Why? Because fuck it. Talking about 617-525-0. You do? Hey, fucko. Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 262. Dave Snake Sabo and Rachel Bolin of Skid Row. Wow. Awesome. So fucking cool. You guys are going to love this. This is so cool. Yeah. The, uh, the awesome guests keep coming on and we're, yeah. we're very fortunate, very fortunate. Yep. So Tom, before we get started, as we always do, we always go backwards. We yep. talk about last week's episode, which was like the best six track on a kiss album. Yep. Yep. So we did a poll as always. And the four options were my top two picks and Zeus's top two picks. So, uh, we know there's a lot to choose from, but we just made it like that. And of course, we got a lot of write-ins. So we said, which is your favorite sixth track on a Kiss album? Is it All Hell's Breaking Loose, Come On and Love Me, It's All Right off of Paul's album, or Love Gun? Once again, Come On and Love Me, kicking ass on a poll, 42%. Love Gun at 32. All Hell's Breaking Loose at 18. And It's All Right at 8. Come on, people, give that a little bit more love. Brett Roscoe says, I really like It's All Right. Love Gun is a classic. Come on and love me should be number one here. But something about all hell's breaking loose. It's just amazing. I'm picking it first. Our buddy Steve, It's All Right. Great song from the best by far of the solo albums. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot because he's right. Uh, Let's see what else some people had to say about this. Heavy Mayo. (laughs) It's been a rough week in the Heavy Mayo household. But Tom's bewilderment at kissing time gave me a chuckle. Am I going to get a little chuckle or a giggle or something? 
Nice. Wally Vidal, great episode. Yeah, Tom for tomorrow. Yeah, Zeus and Fast Kiss for Under the Gun. Also, the SIOL playlists are awesome. Get better, Tom. Some mellow yellow will clear that right up, brother. Yeah, thanks, Wally, and thanks for all the well wishes. Kind of struggling with a little bit of a cough here as I talk. I'll try to get through it, though. But, Tom, you brought up a great point. The Spotify yeah. playlist. That's right. We're working on them. We're going to ta- eventually every episode that has some kind of playlist slash ranking slash draft is going to be accessible for you. Uh, and we're glad that you guys are enjoying. I think it's a great way to kind of join up with the episode, you know, so you kind of experience it and listen to it. And it's just fun to have some kiss playlists. And in addition to that, Tom, uh, can you just give them a quick uh, heads up on how to find it? Cause we're getting people going, I can't find it. Yeah. So what you need to do is, so when you're on Spotify, you want to search for shout it out loudcast. Okay. You're going to get a bunch of different results at the top of the thing. If you're searching for like a song or an album, sometimes it'll say artist, song, album, and you click on that. When you search for us, you're going to have a couple different options to choose from. The playlists are under our profile, not the podcast. So when you search shout it out loudcast, you want to tap on the, on profile. When you tap on that, Tap on the Shout Out Loudcast profile, and that's when you'll see all the playlists. The podcast page of Spotify is just the episodes. So check that out. If you guys still have any problems, just reach out to us. It's not a big deal. Uh, West Beach, some really great songs, but My Way over Love's a Deadly Weapon? Oh, we knew we'd hear from him on that. He loves that song. Sergio Mendoza Hockman says, New York Groove, even though it's a cover, Come On and Love Me is a very close second place. So we got a write-in vote for New York Groove. Uh, and that's what we got on the Twitter machine. <laughs> <laughs> on the cesspool called X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Not much better on the book of face here. Uh, the Greek Thunder from Down Under. Phanis Akratides. Great show, guys. Some tough choices. But I think you mostly bo- uh, got it right. If you took out the fatigue factor and had songs of merit, number one. Love Gun, a close second, is Come On and Love Me, knowing that I'm a little biased, as my band, Frozen Tears, yes. has done this on our second album. I also agree with Jungle Tom, and yes, George, Love Under the Gun. I would have had Magic Touch in my way in there. Jesus Christ. Jesus Come on, Christ. Fun. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get well, Tom. You're a trooper, and that cold weather has nailed both of yourself. Uh, and George back here in Melbourne, it's 37 degrees, 100 Fahrenheit. We're melting. Oh, God. Nice. Ryan Michael Scott, Kulik Lane, Tweed Simmons, uh, Kentaji Brown, fucking. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> Ramaswamy. Uh, Barrett, fucking Ramaswamy. All loudcast episodes are fantastic. But my favorites may be the guys talking Kiss and their music. Yes. I love these tracks. And track six have some great songs. My top three. Come on and love me. It's all right. Tomorrow. You're wrong, Zeus. Can't wait for track seven. Well, that'll come next year. I love that you guys love this because like we said when we were recording the episode, sometimes it's fun to just talk Kiss music and just nerd out on the songs. It's awesome. Yeah. Over on Loudcasters, uh, Christopher Powell says, not only is It's All Right the best number six song, it's a top three Kiss song of all time. It's that damn good. 
I, hard to argue there. It's right up there, Chris. I, I, I've, I've been shouting the praises of it's all right since this show began. You're absolutely right. Yep. Scott Sunders. Yes. These episodes accompany my weekly housework on Saturday mornings while my wife sleeps in. She teaches middle school. She more than deserves it. The housework always sucks, but the episodes always deliver, Thomas. Thank you. I would also be remiss not to mention how much I love this community you have built. If I need a guaranteed laugh or a great kiss story, I can always count on this page to make that happen. Wow. Wow. Appreciate that. Thank you. I agree with you very much. Great group of people we have here. We're lucky. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Collins adds, great episode as always, guys. Come on and love me is probably Paul's best song. It's up there. Yep. Uh, Justin Steele, great episode. I love when these when we get the clips of the songs. Yeah. I'm sitting there laughing as you guys are fighting over which song sucks for the simple reason that I love every one of those songs. It's his awesome. songs, so they don't really suck, but they suck in comparison. Some right? of them suck. there's plenty of that suck over on instagram uh junior vintage the baseline in jungle is one of the all-time best in the kiss catalog so Mm -hmm. many great choices here at number six but for me the desert island choices get rid of that saying i'm sorry come on and love me love gun sweet pain i like sweet pain tomorrow and i don't think only you is an option is it no under the rose was yeah Yeah, that's what i thought too yep Oh, you know what? It could depend on what version he has. Oh, actually, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, Tui Liam. Always nice to see Love Him, Leave Him, Get Some Respect Put On It. Definitely want to kiss the most underrated deep tracks. That is Gene being Gene. Great mm-hmm. drumming from Peter and one of Ace's most underrated guitar solos. Blows my mind that this song never became a live staple, but maybe that's the best as it now it doesn't have the fatigue factor of some other tracks. But all these songs wouldn't have fatigue factors if they spread out the fucking songs. Great point. Great point. Yep, it's true. Thank you for that. Over on our YouTube. uh, I like it like that, too. Love these episodes. The Kiss Song discussions are always my favorite. Glad someone picked Domino and not Easy Thing. No, I don't think that was ever going to get picked. No worries there. Hey, Keenan, 5618. Hi, guys. Ken here from Kiss FAQ. All right. Uh, You guys are too funny. And got to say, Sweet Pain is a nice pick. Enjoyed the show. Uh, Thanks, Ken. We appreciate it. And people can always enjoy Kiss FAQ. Absolutely. Tons of shit to go through there, over there, and find something that you like. Always. (laughs) Patrick2420 says... Does anyone remember his podcast before Shout It Out Loud cast? Oh, jeez. Yes, like the one we just mentioned. Kiss FAQ has been there since the dawn of man. I kiss. Do you like kiss? Do you like six tracks? Is Paul Stanley a good singer? I like my gold kiss bar. Marty White, after you mentioned the terrible performance of 10,000 folks, I had to check them out. Ace's shows for the last few weeks have been endless comedy, but this was worse than piss. It was a sonic horror show, and that drummer and the graceless way he played the hi-hats made me wonder if he just started playing yesterday. Don't know the drummer personally. No. Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, we put those uh, Ace uh, videos up 
without comment and left it for you guys. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, Chris little, Flood. Being 90- a little passive aggressive. That's okay. <laughs> Chris Flood, 9205. Guys, like always, you made my Saturday morning fun. But did you notice in Love Him and Leave Him, the best video ever, it hardly yeah. features Paul. And you know he's thinking, this will never happen again. Yeah. You got a point. It's a good call. Yeah. Oh, we got to get to this bozo. Uh, evil eyes guy. Some okay. fucking bozo. Comment of the week. Track six on every Kiss album. Guys, nothing important going down in the Kiss world. Ace has got a new single out. Walking on the moon. Been doing loud, lots of fun, interesting stuff past week. You guys are scratching your head with what to do. What's it going to be? Track seven next week. Stop the freely hate. Start reading my comments out. Stop cherry picking the ones that massage your pride. Okay, let, 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 let's pick that one apart. Speaking of cherry picking. Oh, by the way, he's the only one who always got blasted by other people. Some guy named for, Chef Salami Tits. <laughs> <laughs> this guy needs attention. Mommy didn't give him enough, but go ahead, tell him. I think I killed Tom with the no. Chef Salami Tits. Name. I was just going to say, let's pick that apart. Okay, first of all, yes, we know Ace has a new single, Walking on the Moon, in a video, on a tour, and we talk about it every week. Yeah, we're not going to make an episode out not, of that, it. That's I'm not an episode, boring. you fucking dipshit. That's, a part of the, that's part of our news. What the fuck? The and fuck yes, the freely hate. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't get me annoyed right now. It's hard for me to catch my breath. Well, well why don't you do uh, track seven next week? Dude, that is track about seven's a- coming next year, <laughs> baloney. Baloney tits, whatever the fucking name is. Chef Salami. <laughs> anyway, hey, shit, fuck. <laughs> we fucking do these once a year. Best track because it's a fucking song discussion. That's interesting. If you don't think we're doing fucking innovative shit here, good luck finding other kids' podcasts and what's and, going on over there. And well, anyways, I just. To me, I love fucking people that are so caught up in their fucking, like the Paul lovers or the Ace lovers, and they can't, if they hear anything insulting to their people, I mean, it's on our page nonstop. First of all, it's not freely hate. Yeah. We love Ace. What are you, out of your mind? Shut the, f- I mean, it's like, hate. dude, it's the same shit on, on Loudcasters constantly. Oh, God, Everybody's like, oh, another page shitting on Ace. Why? Because we allow people to put comments up and talk about the music or his performances. My, my, my favorite comments. Oh, he's 70. Oh, I wonder what you're going to be doing when you're 70. I don't know. I won't be doing that. So <laughs> yeah. what, that's, a, that's a badge of honor that this guy, that he's doing. That. I mean, okay. Great. Yes. But somebody might like it. And then when they put up stuff like I fucking love uh, this song. Uh, Ace's uh, 10,000 volts We had plenty of posts that put that shit up yeah, We're like, oh, take that down, I don't believe in that Who cares? Let everyone have their opinion on shit You Dude, guys we, need we, to calm the fuck down We but had the- somebody, I, I screenshotted this to Zeus We had somebody Because Zeus and I are the admins for Loudcasters oh. we, had, we had somebody <laughs> yeah, Zeus is already that. laughing We had somebody report the post So you could report com- posts, you know that In comments we, Somebody reported the post of the picture of Ace and Sammy, where it said, "Oh, I didn't know Ace knew Mel Brooks." <laughs> Somebody reported that because oh. it was like inappropriate or hateful. <laughs> so fucking give me a break, people! Uh, just fucking idiots like this, fucking more. Like oh, you won't Francis. read my shit. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a podcast, shit brains, and we're gonna only read posts that are negative. 
Well, guess what? We read your post. I hope you enjoyed it. Fuck yeah, this. We're going to get read again, so fuck <laughs> off. And while you're eating, go eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Fucking moron. Yeah, let's blow through these right here. I got a, a nice Facebook DM, which we love those. And this comes from oh, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> so, this comes from Brad Sunday. And he says, hey, longtime listener, but I'm a lurker. Ooh, that's not even a Patreon tier. Maybe that'll be a new Patreon tier. Lurker status. I was curious. Maybe I'm not hearing good, but I listened to your album rankings from the Dynasty episode like five times to make sure. Did you forget about Lick It Up? Or am I having a senior moment? I love Lick It Up, by the way. No, we haven't we haven't reviewed it yet, Brad. We're getting to it. Also, I thought you would be amused by a story I was telling one of my KISS friends recently. So, you know when you are young and you do not understand lyrics? Well, I used to sing I Stole Your Love, the Alive 2 version, as how does it feel to find out they're showing your tits? Instead of how does it feel to find out you're failing the test? You go, anyhow, love the show, love KISS, keep on doing your thing. Well, Brad... How does it feel to find out you're showing your tits? Thank you for that comment. That's great. And let's blow through a couple emails here. Johnny G. Hey, fellas. Trouble walking on the moon, Ace? He's wearing a trick-or-treat astronaut costume from Walmart in that video. It looks so bad. It looks like something he should be wearing to paint Tom's shed. And then in Ace's voice, oh, I forgot to put my astronaut diaper on under this suit. I think I had a little accident. Lara. Put down the phone and bring over the bucket and mop. Clean up on aisle deuce. <laughs> nice one, Johnny G. Mm. Uh, we got one here from Mark Bomer. It's a nice long email talking about uh, the episode there. It says, continuing to love your show and I'm making my way through a considerable catalog of shows, especially those centered on the hottest band in the land we all love, Kiss. He talks about how we enjoyed track six, talks about Paul Stanley's It's All Right. Great episode, Mark. Thank you very much. And we are going to wrap up feedback with an email that comes from Vincenzo Salmeri. What's up, guys? Discovered your show many months back, and I've become somewhat addicted. I've been working backwards through your episodes, much like I did with the Kiss catalog growing up. I can't overstate the importance of entertainment in people's lives, whether it's music, comedy, books, movies, or talk radio. We all need to check out sometimes and entertainment in the arts in general is so therapeutic and so needed. I want to thank you guys for your show. I've needed a break from my head off in these past month and your show is just what the doctor ordered. This may not have been your intent when you started, but you should know this is the role it may play for some. My favorite episodes are the one that retrace your steps when you go to an event. Whether it's the last kiss show, the gene event or the cruises, those episodes unfurl like a good book. The peaks and valleys of the day. It's all good. No fast forwarding. In my opinion, having the balls to do that makes the show unique. I'm in Poughkeepsie, New York, about an hour and a half in New York City, and I was at the Civic Center show in 1984 when Mark St. John played his lone show, so I really enjoyed that episode. I was 16 at the time. Lastly, my friend Michael Bitterman was in a band with Mitch Weissman in the early 70s. They were called Midnight. I've heard the songs. My friend had him transferred to a CD. Mitch sank lead, and man, did he have a beautiful voice. He didn't write the songs, but my friend Michael did. Maybe that's a good thing based on murdering high heels. Really enjoyed the episode. What a pleasant man. I've written too much for you guys to read this on the air, but if you do, thanks for reading and thanks for the show. Cheers, Vincenzo Salmeri. 
Now, Vincenzo, I edited your email a little bit because it was long, but I wanted to stick to all the key pots. And thank you so much. We love hearing from people about how our show affects you. And, of course, personal stories that can relate to episodes we've talked about, like the Off the Soundboard Poughkeepsie. Fantastic stuff, Vincenzo. Thank you so much. And for that, my friend, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Awesome, Vincenzo. Much appreciated, my friend. Tom, the other people we appreciate are the people that are in our Patreon family. Yes. This week, we have two new Patreon members that we need to give a shout out to. Awesome. One is Felicity Squires, who joins us. Female? What? Yes. As a cat man. Oof, right. And the other is Andrew White, who joins us as a demon tier. All right. Both of them, Felicity, Andrew, thank you so much for joining our Patreon family. It means a great deal to us. Uh, We think you're going to like it. And welcome aboard to Patreon. And Patreon, for those who don't know, is how you can help the show. So it's an app, patreon.com, Patreon. Uh, the app, or you go to our website right on the landing page. It says Patreon. You click on that. It gives you four different tiers you could join. It's a monetary contribution you make to the show. And from there, then we give you perks back. So there'll be merchandise. There'll be access to pre uh, uh, info on the shows coming up, sneak peeks. There'll be flashback Fridays. There'll be the album review crew. There'll be the March Madness Tournament, which is coming up sooner than you think. And yes, we're doing another one. Yep. And uh, plenty of other perks. But we really appreciate it. If you want to help the show and you want us to continue, you want us to continue to grow and get incredible guests like we've got this week and we're not done, then support us and go to Patreon and uh, find one of the tiers that you can uh, join. And help us out. And we really appreciate it. Thank you again to Felicity and Andrew. Guys, thank you so much, especially to Andrew and Felicity. You guys are amazing. Thank you for all of your contributions and your generosity. It really helps the show. We like to give back with a lot of things, like Zeus said, sneak peeks, involvement in Flashback Friday, the album review crew picks. And by the time you hear this episode, we will have had our demon tier chat which is on Friday, February 9th. And that obviously by the time this episode drops, that will have happened. So uh, I'm going to predict the future and say that that was awesome uh, because our demon tier people are fantastic as are all of our Patreons. So please check us out. Like Zeus said, download the app and search for us. or go to patreon.com and search for us or just go right to shout out loud, and click on the Patreon link. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And Tom, uh, again, Patreon, we're well over a hundred members. It's incredible. Come join the fun, people. Get involved. It's a big, big uh, fun family over there. So, uh, Tom, before we move on, uh, one more time, I'm going to tell you that about your little pep in your step. And that is uh, because of Magic Mind. That's right. We talk about it all the time. Magic Mind is fantastic. Do more and stress less is the catchphrase. It's a little shot of energy and happiness 
contains a magical combination of 12 ingredients, helps to stimulate your focus, your creativity, your energy, your motivation, decreases stress. Best way to take it is with your caffeine. I take mine with my coffee. Zeus has his with his tea. Stuff is fantastic. It's a very, very small little bottle. Tastes great. It comes with all incredible natural ingredients to affect you in different ways, all positively, of course. The stuff is amazing. It has a cumulative effect the more that you take it. So if you start, you'll feel different at day three. You'll feel different at day five, et cetera, et cetera. It's amazing. And we have a special promo code for you guys to check it out. Go to magicmind.com and you can buy individual orders or you can sign up for their subscription services. And you can use our promo code, which is S-I-O-L-20, and you'll save 20% off your order. Please check it out. I can vouch for it. The stuff is fantastic. It's magicmind.com. S-I-O-L-20 is the promo code, Zeus. Awesome. Magic Mind. So, Tom, what we do next is we hop, skip, and a jump over to Kiss World. Yeah, so Kiss World is really crickets right now. It's like fucking nothing going on. With the exception of some discussions and chatter, in the KISS social media world, the Facebook groups, etc. cetera. Uh, and there is a lot of discussion going on about something that might be coming out in the vinyl world of KISS. And nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, but we're hearing some stories that it might be an expensive item. And we don't know. We like legitimately don't know. We're just kind of reporting what we're seeing on some of these groups and some pages. And we know that some whispers behind the scenes, some whispers behind the scene as well. Yeah, that's true. Zeus. Yep. That's fair. Uh, And we know that the box sets are dead. We've talked about that because of kiss and universal music and et cetera, but it looks like something is coming out. We know that the anniversary of the debut album is here. 50th anniversary. Uh, The date, depending on who you go to is Wikipedia has one. Another place has another. The one other thing that I will add is that, like Zeus said, some chatter in the background. It appears that not only is the item going to be expensive, but we're also hearing from a few people that the Kiss World might not be happy with this. Which, you put those two things together, I don't think I want to know what the fuck is about to happen. But, again, that's what's going on. Where's my CD? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. Where's my father? Where's my father? Your father is is in your mother's ass. You fucking bums. Oh, that's what we should have asked those guys. We should have asked them if they know Red from the Red two from bar. the Tuba. That's true. Yeah, good that's point. in Jersey. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Tom, the only other thing I can think of off the top of my head is yep. good buddy Ace is uh, talking foolishness again. I think I taught Eddie Van Halen how to do tapping. He saw my show, and I think uh, I was the one who invented it. Unbelievable. Why? Just stop. Stop. Ugh. Yeah, and they're, they're, you know, Paul and Gene are going to continuously look stupid after the album, after the drops, right? Well, speaking of stupid, Paul took a picture of him wearing a fucking scarf showing off his expensive bottle of wine, and now it sucks to be poor. Was that this week, or was that the last week? That was, I don't think we talked about that last week. Yeah. And if we did, fuck it, I want to talk about it again, (laughs) because it was annoying. Yeah, and I know people were defending him. No, he wasn't saying that. Look at me. Look at me. I can enjoy the finer things in life. I'm a oh, congratulations. Man. Yeah, look at me. I name drop wine. Well, good. Name drop me some new fucking merch. 
Yeah, I was going to say, well, if you got all that money, why don't you start reimbursing all that Dubai shit? Can you believe that four years of <laughs> just to me? I just I know people get pissed that lost a lot of money on there, but I just funny that all you have to say to kiss people is Dubai and people are like motherfucker. Oh, it's almost as good as that Ross book. Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> the fact that that guy's out walking in public. I don't right understand now. how he's like still on Facebook and just talking to people like normally. He's not. He's not. Oh, uh, he's not. I see no comment and in, in stuff like that. People are people are screenshotting like comments and shit. He fucking he's in hiding right now. I think well, to each their own. Uh, Gene still got his event coming up where he's yep. gonna. Uh, if you want to go sing and join that, you can go do so. Uh, Tommy's. I don't know. I've seen some pictures he's posting up. But he's playing his guitar, doing. Looks like he's in a good place. Good. Yeah, he's him. happy. He's yeah. not in the bread line. Yeah, <laughs> the bread line. Oh man. Uh anyways, uh that's what we have for now. Let's take a quick little break and we'll get to uh uh Rachel and Snake in a second. But first, Ace has a, a question. I used to hang out at the two bar with my good friend Red, who uh would like to call names out when kids would prank the place up and uh he'd get really upset and, and go on some sort of a tirade. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, 
you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we're back. Yeah. Ace uh, prefers two bar over jerky boys. So that's, that might be a follow-up episode. We kind of debate the merits of both. Yeah. I don't think, I think we lost a lot of people. People are like, what the hell is the two bar? That's the old guy where people actually, the Simpsons ripped that off where they yeah. would call the bar. And yeah. Like, bar used to call alcoholic Mose. and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And the fucking thing is hilarious. Anyway, it's brutal. It's brutal. Cause it's so raw and so real. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that poor guy. Anyway, uh, Tom, we've got Snake and we got Rachel from Skid Row. Uh, I'm a Skid Row fan. I enjoy their music. Uh, I know they are Kiss fans. I knew that from the day I read the first magazine article about them. Mm -hmm. And to get them to come on to talk some Kiss, fantastic. I mean, we, we were supposed to have about a half an hour. We went way past an hour. And the funny part about that is... Like we, they came on just to talk kiss yep. and we barely talked about some skid row stuff, but they are such fans. And you can tell from this interview and we are so lucky to have them. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. You guys are going to love hearing from these guys that diehard kiss nerds, just like us. And the interview was fantastic. Oh, for no further ado, Dave snake Sable and Rachel Bolin of skid row. All right, this week we are super excited. We have the founding members of Skid Row who also happen to be huge Kiss fans. Of course, they wouldn't be here if they weren't, or maybe they would. And they've opened for Kiss on both of their farewell tours. (laughs) We're going to talk about that and so much more. Let's welcome the legendary Rachel Bolin and Dave Snake Sabo of Skid Row. Boys, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Awesome. This is so cool. Yeah, so before we got on the show, there were a couple things we were kind of talking off the air. Uh, we're mutual friends with Jericho. Yep. And Snake is a big wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure about Rachel's love of wrestling. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, you know, I never really followed it as a kid. What I know about wrestling is through Snake. And, ah, and that's it's, pretty uh, much me too with Zeus. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's how I got introduced to a bunch of those guys. And, you know, uh, yep. Starting yep. way back when with yep. uh, DDP and and oh uh, yes the, the yep. nasty nasty boys yeah and, uh, yeah yep nice. you know all the all those guys used to come out to shows because of Snake yeah their oh, uh, their lives are are very similar to our lives you know the way that that we travel and and how much how many shows you do during the course of a year and the hotels and the you know uh traveling to foreign countries and whatnot so there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot that uh run parallel with one another so uh i think that those guys and and guys like us can relate to each other so well yeah nice yeah and so we've we've remained friends you know like i said earlier i've known chris since 1995 Mm -hmm. uh Met in Japan and and our uh, guy that used to work with us, Elwood Francis, who's now the, the bass player of ZZ Top. He uh, he and I took two trains to go about an hour and a half, two hours, just this little town, and somewhere in in Japan. And uh, 
ended up meeting Chris there, and he's just he's been a, a friend ever since. Yeah, yeah. But listen to you guys talk. You don't sound like real buddies. Sound like frenemies, <laughs> if you ask me. Which is fucking great. I love the insults going back and forth. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, That's wonderful. It's the way it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now the other thing is th- th- why we're friends with them, and I was trying to get to the point, and that is piss. That's the yeah. mutual connection that we yeah. kind of all have. I'm assuming you guys started at an early age. You must have picked up on them when you were young, be- getting into music and stuff. So why don't we start to my left, Snake? You want to tell us about your kind of background with Kiss? They, uh, I was very young. I'm the youngest of five boys, and okay. Uh, so there was a ton of music that was being uh that was being played throughout my house as I was growing up. So I I had an amazing musical education thanks to my older brothers and my mom for that matter. I mean, it was everything from Elvis and Sinatra yeah. and the two sisters to uh you know, 60s soul and Motown and uh and obviously the Beatles and the Stones and then that moved into Sabbath and Procol Harum and Spooky Tooth and Humble Pie mm. and blah blah blah. So on yeah. and so forth which eventually led to kiss and amongst many others. And there was something about it that just, that just, I gravitated towards. It was this larger than life superhero mystique that they had. And their, all their pictures were, it always looked like uh, an apocalypse. Like it looked like the world was coming to an end. And so, Uh, when I when I had an opportunity, I was 13 years old, and they were the first concert I went to. It was the wow, yeah, December 16th, 1977, in Madison Square Garden, oh, and the, it, the Love Gun tour. Yeah, well, it was the Live Two tour. The Live Two, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's the okay. end of the year. Of That's right. That's right. And yep. they yeah. came, and that just that changed everything. That that yep. changed my life completely. I walked in there thinking I was going to have a future in sports, like being a baseball player. I walked out. <laughs> I walked out a completely different person and I was like, I'm, that. That's I'm awesome. going to do something because I wanted to feel what I felt in that arena. I wanted to be a part of what they were uh, exhibiting from that stage and how they were touching the audience myself and, you know, 19,000 other people. And so yeah. that was, that was the beginning of my journey in, in music of actually being an active participant in some way in, in <laughs> music. Yeah. And Ra- Rachel, you're a, being a bass player. What tell us about you know seeing Gene for the first time and how that affected you? Well, I um I I I, I discovered Kiss uh, a little differently than Snake had. I you know uh, again we we run very parallel lives. I was the youngest out of four. Mm-hmm. always music coming out of everyone's room. My uh, oldest sister always like the British Invasion stuff. Herman's Hermits, Beatles, you, you name it. Um, my brother, Hendrix, Chicago, Miles Davis, all, all mm-hmm. kinds of wow. stuff like that. And then my sister closest in age, uh, Joanne, she ha- uh, she listened to a lot of folk. So there was James Taylor, Carly Simon, uh, 10 years after, all, all that kind of stuff. So I, I got turned on to a lot of stuff by them and borrowing their you know, vinyl and all that, bringing it into my room once I got my own record player and playing it and listening to all their stuff. And then, yeah, this is great. But I didn't have my own thing yet. I didn't uh, come yeah. my yeah. own thing, you know? Yes. And, yes. and then um, 
I heard about Kiss and my friend played me uh, something and I was like, wow, I don't know what it was. It was just because obviously I wasn't delving into the lyrics that deeply because I, I was so young, you know. I wasn't... It's okay. They're not that deep anyways. You <laughs> well, do I, I don't know. And I, I pretty much learned about sex through Kiss. It wasn't. Yeah. That's true. That's it true. Wasn't through sex ed or asking my parents. That's yeah. freaking sure. But... Good point. So, yeah. So, uh that became my thing. And my brother saw how into it I was. And he turned me on to a lot of music that I listened to. And it was actually for my first Holy Communion. He bought me Hotter Than Hell as a kid. Yeah. So <laughs> the economy of that was pretty cool. Um, my cat's about to knock over a bunch of stuff in my base. Okay. it's That's of- all right. I kept mine yeah. out. So I know yeah. exactly what you're going yeah. through. I, I forgot the door open up there. But uh, so, yeah. So Kiss became my thing, you know. Yes. So. Then I just listening to that and <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, the first kiss show that I ever saw was December 22nd, same week as snake. Whoa. I saw the Philadelphia spectrum. Wow. Um, same tour. Yeah. Uh, it was right around. I think it was, it was that Peter Chris's birthday is right around there. Isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, so general mission, we waited outside in the freezing cold. My, my sister, my oldest sister, Lorraine took myself, and my buddy, John Rizzolo, who we affectionately call Riz, took us. At, we went to the Philly Spectrum because it was easier to get to where I lived in Jersey and Tom's River. It was easier to get there than it was yeah. in the Madison Square Garden. For Snake, it's just a quick ride on the train for us. It's getting in a car. And all. So we went there. Um, Piper, Billy Squire's band. Yes. Oh, yeah. Solo. Yeah, they yeah. opened. They, they opened. opened. That's right. And, and watching that, I was just, you know, three guitar players. I had never, ever seen that before, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is one of the loudest, most amazing things I've ever seen. Like, I could have went home then and been like, I went to my first rock concert. I'm <laughs> yeah. a, you know, yeah. but I, I had, you know, I already um, had begun, uh, like, wanting to play an instrument at this point because of Gene Simmons. And I brought, I remember bringing the picture down to my parents to kiss alive where he's leaning back holding the bass. And then there's pictures in circus of him with blood all over and breathing fire. And I just, <laughs> I go to my parents, I go, I want to do what he does. <laughs> and, and they're looking at it. They're like, uh, which part? And I go, Oh, the bass. I didn't even know what a bass was. And yeah. my yeah. mom's like, is that bass? Is that pronounced bass? Is that? I'm like, no, it's, it's bass. It's bass guitar. It's a four string guitar. So they got me one for Christmas and and then when I finally saw Kiss, it was just it was cool because they gave me the bass so I could start lessons early before Christmas. So it's like, OK, here's your Christmas present. You're getting it, you know, December 1st or whatever. And then yeah. I'm a bass player. So when I ran into people at the Kiss show, I was like, yeah, I play bass. <laughs> <laughs> why, hey, why not? I had three whole lessons. <laughs> yeah, there you awesome. go. So, um yeah, so that that's how how I got turned on to Kiss. And, and when they came out. I was just like, you know, the balconies lowering oh, off the God, back yeah. line. Yeah. I was just like, what am I watching? Like the lights went out and it, yep. it was it was so incredible to see. And, you know, just the whole experience standing outside in the freezing cold, you know, the the hearing the stories of, of uh seasoned veteran KISS fans. Oh yeah, this is my yeah, my tenth show this year. And I'm just like Oh my God, I'm going to my sister. They got to see 10 kiss shows this year. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Another girl with no, who had pneumonia and she's like, 
she's like, oh, my God, you know, I saw like five other shows and I, but I have pneumonia. My sister just grabs me, my friend, and pulls us like further back <laughs> from her. And she's like, yeah, we don't need you guys getting sick. So yeah. anyway, you know, they uh, we rushed all the people. I say we like I was really involved. Rushed the gates. They had they had like the police gates up. They broke through that. And the cops came on horseback and it was a whole like crazy experience. And like somebody yeah. threw a beer can at the horse and oh, it, Jesus. It, the, the, hor- the horse ducked and like it kind of went out of the way and it bounced off the cop, but the horse kicked and it kicked oh. one of the big bay windows. Oh, oh no. Came shattering oh, down and everyone was like, you know, no one ran inside because there was at this point, there was about 10 cops on horseback and they were just like, everybody has to go back down back yeah. down so, so everyone was cool we went out and they they put plastic over the window but whatever but that was part of the experience like i i guess i was about 11 or 12 and i could see that glass breaking in front of me i remember what that woman with pneumonia looked like i remember everything <laughs> How about awesome it is that? you yeah. know that's, that's so a member that that's it yep. and it's the first time i ever smelled weed yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm you sure. Know? Yeah. After yeah. that, I was like, I want to do what Kiss does, and I want to try some of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's funny because it's Philadelphia. So I'm surprised yeah. they weren't throwing batteries at the cops in the world. <laughs> no, yeah, no, right. So mobile. Yeah. Yeah. beard and missed course. the horse and hit the cop. <laughs> but it's yep. funny because you guys are, I think, about, you're probably about seven or eight years older than us. So we're both just turned 50. So we got into him like, and we always tell the story. We got into him when we were little. So mm. seventy-seven, you know, we're four or five years old. Yeah. I remember that. And then, you know, at at some point, it gets funny because after like unmasked and the elder and all that other stuff, like we kind of grew out of Kiss. Like, yeah, we're like eight. Kiss. We're like we're like eight years old. But I'm like, oh, Kiss. <laughs> that's, that's that's child shit, and we're yeah. eight years old. Yeah, but I remember. Well, we, uh... Go ahead. We were we were in that uh, time period in school, like uh, junior high and, yes. and high school, where you know you had a you would get in fights defending Kiss. Yes, know? exactly. Like, we were a small group of people. So you and Eddie Trunk, because Eddie, loves, yeah, to tell, yeah, right, Eddie right. loves to tell that story. But yeah, we, I mean that, but that was a reality. You know, you had all the. You had the deadheads, and then you had the people who were into the doors, and then you had the the Led Zeppelin fanatics, and there was always that argument: who's better, Jimmy Page or Ace Frehley, and you know who's better, Kiss or Led Zeppelin, and you yep. know we always chose Kiss, yep. and we had a fight for it, and it's like you're defending, you know, you're defending your heroes, and that's just the way that it was. It was to be that passionate. About something, about a, a, a music and about a band. Um, there was something really communal about that. Something really special. You were a part of a gang. Yeah. Uh, that- well, I mean, you even, even you even look at like the four of us right here. I mean, we're obviously all music fans. You guys are Skid Row like legends, and you know, Kiss had such an influence on you. But even Rachel, you said it like you're listening to all your siblings' records. You wanted something that you could call your own. You know, right. like that, and that's what it is. It's like. It's like, no, no, that's my band. Like, yeah. don't yeah. fuck with my band. That's a good oh, yeah. segue, Tom. That's a good yeah. segue because for me, like, it's one thing when you were kids, but right at that age that you guys started getting and going to the concert, that's when it changed. You get into middle school, you start getting your own stuff. And now we're 10 years old. And for us, it's 83. For me, yep. it was your, it was your brethren. It was Bon Jovi. Yep. That got me into it when Runaway came out in 83. And I remembered right. it left and right. And I'm like, 
Nobody likes this band but me. And then uh, 7800 Fahrenheit comes out, only my band. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Slippery When Wet came out. No, you guys stole my band from me. Now everybody likes them. Yep. And yeah. that's how I found you guys, because that's for us as fans. It's like, oh, Bon Jovi says these guys are great. Oh, I got to get this album. And then you, you see Youth Gone Wild, and we're at that age now. You're in middle school buying all that shit. The last part of the story I'll let you know is I meet this guy in college in 91. Yep. I come in first day moving into college. We set up our stereo systems like a like we're like badasses. First song I played in my college room and I blasted was Monkey Business. Oh, oh nice. That's wow. killer. Yep. That's killer, that, man. We're talking 91. 91. Yeah. And I was like, I'm the fucking coolest kid. Listen to this. You know? And wow, thank and, you. But that's, that's how, awesome. That's how like that age where you get in and it's your band. So when I met him, and now all of a sudden grunge comes in, we get into the Pearl Jam and the rest of the stuff. But me and him had this kiss connection. Well, yeah, because in 1991, if you in 1991, if you heard another person listening to kiss, it was almost like sending up like a smoke signal. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, there's there's somebody I can talk to about this band that I have to keep private. You know, from there, me and him kept the kiss love. Hence, fucking, I don't know, 25, 30 years later, like. Why don't we do a kiss podcast instead of texting each other stupid <laughs> shit about what Paul Stanley's wearing? Yeah. We're like, why don't we talk about it? And and hence this show. And well, you guys are here to we, share it with us. We fucking awesome. It's still they're still our band. Like yep. uh, Ra- Rachel yeah. Scotty and I, uh, that's our common denominator. Like we share in a, in a lot of things in the thirty seven years that we've known each other, but the. The commonality is we always go back. Like, we'll still send old clips. Matter of fact, the other day, I yep. sent Rachel an old commercial for Kids Alive that I found on oh, YouTube. Oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah. and we sit there and we'll do stuff like that because it, in, in our heart of hearts, it's still our band. Yep. Like, and it always will yes. be. And it's yeah. timeless. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Timeless. Yeah. Hey, so we do a thing where uh, his roommate from college, she was our first guest, and we call these Murph questions. I'm going to ask each of you this. Pretty simple stuff, right? <laughs> That's great. You have, you have favorite KISS members. Who's your favorite KISS member? Now, it could be, well, growing up or now. Maybe you were a demon guy. Maybe you're an ace guy. I don't know. Snake, you first. Paul Stanley. Oh, that really? was quick. Okay. The Paul, guitarist Paul picks Paul Stanley. Wow. Paul Stanley. I, well, I tell you what, because I, as I, I mean, as a guitar player, I absolutely adore and love Ace Freely. Yeah. But it turned out that as much as I wanted to be like a shredder and all that stuff, and I, there's still a part of me that wishes I was, there is a bigger part of me that wanted to be a guitar player, a songwriter. And okay. to me, Paul was the guy that was, I didn't want to front the band, but I wanted to be, uh, you know, a part of writing songs and, and using my yes. guitar for that. And Paul played that Ibanez Iceman. Yes. That, Beautiful. That, that Iceman was, that's what did it for me. And, and so I saved up all my money when I was 16 years old, 15 years old. And I went to a music store in Jersey called Manville Music, and I went there with four hundred and twenty-five dollars, and the twenty-five dollars was in quarters. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I showed up and I, I bought an Ibanez Iceman that I still have to this day. Wow. It, it is still, it is still as far as guitars go, it's still, wow. that's my favorite guitar that I own. And nice. Because awesome. of Paul and Paul's everything about Paul, like to me, he's the ultimate front man. He's the yes. definition of a rock star. Uh, and so I just, I always had aspirations to uh, to try to embody some of those qualities uh, as in being a part of a band and, and being a guitar player. So yeah, long story longer. Sorry, it, it was no. Awesome. Wow, that no, that's, that's great. awesome, Rachel, Gene, definitely. it's a lot like Paul Stanley is to Snake. It's like it's the reason I chose that instrument. Um, the reason I do what I'm I'm doing, I mean, uh, it could have been someone else along the way, but he he led just to just uh, him playing bass made me want to be a bass player, and it led me to other bass players, and it led me to a lot of stuff to not do drugs, to not get into doing drugs because Gene was so against it. Yeah, and I just remember him always reading that, and I'm like, man, you know, I experiment and shit, but. It's like I think of a lot of my friends, some that aren't here yeah. anymore because of drugs. I'm like, man, maybe if they had a, a influence like that outside the music, it could have led them down a different path. Who knows? But he he just Gene is the guy for and obviously his character and, and the demon and that that had a lot to do with it as a kid and still does. I'm not going to lie. When I see him do God of Thunder and yes. blood or, or oh, when he God, gets yeah. to, to breathe in fire, it's like, hell yeah, man, this is great. But like outside of that, it's just, he's a, he's an amazing musician. I don't care what yeah. anybody says and yep. how people might bag on him because of his personality. His personality is big and I'm I'll be the first to admit I've yeah. had great experiences with Gene and I have I've had some not so great experiences with Gene on a personal level. But take all that away. He is a phenomenal musician. Like you want to talk about a dual processor in the head. Listen to Going Blind, him what he's playing, what he's singing. This is like Paul McCartney type stuff. And I will fight anybody that says anything different because he is an incredible musician. He writes yeah, great. His, his bass playing is great. And he'll admit right away where he cops stuff from because we all yeah. cop stuff. Yeah. From other people. Yeah. I've heard him say that stuff. Yeah. You know, we, like, we, Rachel, you, you, you bring up such a great point and it's, and it's, I, I feel like it's another thing that we have to do to kind of sometimes defend our band. It's like, Oh, Gene, that guy that spits blood and breathes fire. Like, yeah, that guy is like an unbelievable bass player. He really is. And, and I mean, and talk about, I mean, everybody talks about Ace, but Paul's ability as a rhythm guitarist is like fucking incredible. And yeah. like, it's sometimes you find yourselves taking it like personally, like, no, he's good. He can play. He's not just cool. You know, it's, yeah. it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. Think, yeah. think of the beginning of Black Diamond oh. that, he, that he's singing and that yeah. picking mm -hmm. part. There's yep. not, there, it, first of all, that, that guitar part is, incredible it's yep. haunting Iconic. it's yep. haunting yep and and what he's singing over it, it it's like the 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 chords are falling in really weird spots for what his vocals doing but it's yeah it's one of those things man yep. yeah we just had uh rudy sarzo on 
earlier and he said the exact same thing he did some like rock band camps with gene and stuff he's become friends with them he's like gene and gene always downplays it if you see hear him in interviews oh no he doesn't brag about his bass playing but others always do they're like he's so underrated and uh it's it's a shame because he should be given a little bit more credit for what he's doing plus the singing plus the songwriting and the yep. same thing with paul and i tell the story all the time nobody can write a better catchy hard rock chorus hook rhythm guitar you name it then paul stanley if i, I had to bet my life on somebody to write a hook that i'm gonna like i bet it on paul stanley more than anybody yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's yeah. the thing that separates him you put him combined together it's kind of like you two except yeah. you guys aren't the singers <laughs> you guys yeah. are those main songwriters but, so yeah. people can it come was- and go but if you two aren't there that's the difference. The main, the song, the songs. I appreciate when we you first, saying that, man. Yeah, yeah, that's very kind of you. Thank you. When we first started out, um, one of the songs that we covered was "Room Service" back in the oh, day. Love it, yeah. love it. And, and so, uh, when we had an opportunity, and it may have been when we were playing in Southern California uh, at the amphitheater, and Gene came up and and played with. No, no, it was before this. I'm sorry, I'm getting my my timeline screwed. Anyway. We were talking to Gene, and we asked him, it's like, man, where did you come up with that idea for the which is the chorus? Yeah. He goes, oh, that's like a Memphis horn line. like a, oh, like wow, a yeah. Cool Memphis. And then all of a sudden, the light bulb goes off, and we're like, oh, my God, that's right. It sounds like a horn section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like an old school Memphis horn line. Ow. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You got to do the like, leg kicks too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we're right. like, we were like, from a songwriting standpoint, that's brilliant. That's yeah. like brilliant, man. Like to be able to sit there, and again, you borrow, lift, steal, whatever you want to call it from from other songwriters and musicians and artists, and we all do. And that's how music progresses. Is how we interpret that, but. To, for him to be able to hear something like that and be able to make it his own and turn it into this really badass rock song mm-hmm. and have that be the chorus as well that mm-hmm. riff is yeah. really it's something yeah. it's something really special it's and a great point yeah that's a testament to his incredible and uncanny ability as a songwriter to uh, you know, to create stuff out of out of something that is so, I guess you would say, I don't want to say obscure, but something that would be totally uh, uh, in in le- out of left field that mm-hmm. no one else would think about. And the cool thing is, is he cops to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, we we he could have it could have gone unnoticed his whole life, and uh, and we could have you know say so could have said, man, that's such a great riff for room service. Oh yeah, thanks. It could have ended there. But yep. cops do it, man. And I think that's really cool. And it's really respectable, you know? Yeah. yeah. Paul it, does he, that too. I think yeah. he talks about like some, uh, is it shouting out loud that he says, oh, that's just Motown. I, I, it was. Oh yeah. There, there's a couple songs. songs. Yeah. There's a couple he's songs. Like, oh, I get that. that from, if you listen to the four tops, that chorus, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, well it's kind of like when beat. we had, well, yeah, it's kind of like when we had, when we had Desmond, we had Desmond Child on it talking about kind of like the, like I was made for love of you. It's like, it's like, that's like a Motown, like background singing. So like you said, whether you lift or steal or inspire, when you make it your own, 
it just becomes friggin' legendary, you know? Yep. Yeah. So the next part of these questions goes to, we know your members. How about an actual song? Now it could be growing up. It could be this week. It could be next week. What's your favorite kiss song? Man, <laughs> go ahead, Snake. <laughs> Snake, take it. I, I got to think about this a sec. I've or got... if you get in the car and you want to hear one Kiss song today, you're driving over to see Rachel. What are you going to put on the car? Or if Probably... what song? What song you want to play? If you want to grab your guitar and start riffing on it, you know. Probably the live version of "She." Oh wow, nice. Uh, All right. Or, or and it's not. Or in my my. My mind's eye is that show at the Garden in '77. They opened up with "I Stole Your Love." They, that, they, oh, you got you Tom's go. attention now. The, that's, that's the right answer. <laughs> that's permanently that's permanently embedded in my brain. So yep. uh, either of those two, but yeah. Okay, Rachel. I think "Take Me" off a of rock oh, and nice. roll over that. that the, the, I love that song. The energy of the song. Um, yeah, and I remember. <laughs> I remember I bought rock and roll, uh, rock and roll over at this place called Harmony Hut that used to be there in Tom's River, New Jersey. It was a local record store before there was even a mall here and all that shit. And I brought it home and I put it on and it started with I Want You. And I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, this is unbelievable. It's my favorite Kiss record without that. Oh, yeah. Then once Take Me came on, I was listening to it. And I remember my mother poking her head in the room. Did he just say rape me? take me ma take me oh god take me break me i was like no it's not i thought i thought you were gonna say did did she did he just say put your hand in my pocket and grab onto my rocket i know that that totally (laughs) you said you learned how to like talk to girls or something there's your line your pickup line right that 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 just snuck right by her maybe she heard it who knows yeah, what right, my mom, right. who knows what my mother was into but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so she Not said that i was like no it's take me and break me she's like all right all right cool okay cool. good enough but yeah that that song and uh i got to play that at a benefit and uh a couple of them actually um and when i lived in nashville and it was it's so much fun fun to play it's the same riff kind of through the whole thing the whole song yeah but there's slight there's little differences and that's just one of those things. It's just like uh, the, the, the base thing, especially which you're just like, wow, man, that's so cool that they thought that way. Just a little slight, slight difference with yeah. uh, just it, it, not the notes, but the, the, the way they approached uh, the riff as a whole, it, it's really cool. That that's, yeah. that's one of my favorite songs. Okay. Um, Rock and roll all night to me still is the the quintessential anthem of our generation, and mm-hmm. just it's it's an incredible song. Yeah, it's, it is. You can't beat that song. It's true. So then, what would you say about if I said to you guys, "How come neither of you picked Come On and Love Me?" Since it's on your EP, and you guys do a great job on it, I'll tell you. Yes, the, thank you. On uh, besides ourselves, right? Yeah, that's on yeah. there. Yeah, uh, did you do a great job of Come On and Love Me? Nah. Whose was idea a- was that? I'm curious. By the way. I think that was snakes. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To play that it was at, at that particular time when we were going through stuff, that that was the one that stood out. But uh, at for some reason, uh, I'm at this late stage of my life <laughs> looking back on on all the 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 you know the kiss songs that mean so much to me. Those those two for me were the ones that I I just okay. 
without thinking, just immediately yeah. grab the cage. Yeah. 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 I'll be right back. I'm going to put on a light real quick. Sorry. Yeah, Take no your time. Worries, Go no ahead. Worries. So yeah. we're going to ask Rachel then and put him on the spot first. Uh, how about album? Rock and roll over. Rock and roll over. Yeah. That was hands fast. down. That hands, was fast. Yeah, hands wow. down. I, I was just talking about that record uh, to my friend John today. Uh, I went over to visit him and we were, I don't know how it even came up. Something came up about that record. And uh, he just said, he said the same thing to me. He goes, it's the perfect rock record. He goes, you can't get any better record than rock and roll over. I was like, I agree. And just to go with it as well, the, um, that sticker you get with it. Yep. The, uh, the, yeah. the, the album cover as a whole, the cover. Oh yeah. You know? And, and it's like, it's just the artwork has not no one has even come close to that kind of artwork where it could be a patch it could be a tattoo like everything all encompassing just you could stare at that for hours and probably find different stuff and you guys i'm sure you know about the the blue tear right oh yeah the pulse yeah. Yep. yep yeah so i got a I got uh, a buddy of mine mike sent me one of those cuz i didn't have it and i couldn't find it and he's like he collects a lot of kiss stuff. He goes, I got about 10 of them. I'll send you one. Wow. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. I was going to say there's, yeah, you, you'll always find that one friend that has like way too much kiss shit. <laughs> um, how about you snake? What do you, what's your favorite kiss album? Alive. Ah, okay. Yeah. Alive. I, I went hands down. It just, uh, not alive too. alive. Right. Yeah, it's alive. Like- I love alive too, but alive was the one that just, yeah. It changed again. It was part of that uh, transformation that I was going through. And, and that I stared at that album inside and out for hours upon hours upon hours and listened to that record over and over. And it just uh, it was everything that I wanted a band to be. Uh, and you know, we, that was an era where there was, you know, in the seventies. Then there were there was a lot of great live records that came out. Oh yeah, you know? that was a that was a big time for that. Yeah, uh, you know, Frampton comes alive and and uh, you know, Deep Purple and uh, Cheap Trick and Ted Nugent and so on. Bob and so forth. Bob Seger, like he had Bob a couple Seger, great yeah. a couple great ones too. Yeah, and so it was just it, it was. It was a sign of the times, and to me, that one stood head and shoulders above all the rest. And, and yep. it was uh, that to me is the still the the epitome of what that band is about. Mm-hmm. They're just uh, in that recording is they captured the essence of why I love that band so much. Still to this day, I mean, yeah. just still. What yeah. would you say if you had to pick a studio album? Dress to Kill. There you oh, go. Oh, this one off the beat love path. It. Wow, love it. really? Love it. Yep. Love yeah, that. that and there, there's another one. Like if you, if you, if you stare at the back cover and squint your eyes, it looks like Gene Simmons is cross-eyed. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the makeup. Very bizarre. So we, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tom and I were at uh, New York for the last shows, and um, you know we did. We did the typical, where's the subway? Where's the spot? Went there with a couple friends, did the four of us, took the photo there, took the photo at the subway. It is so original, the things that KISS has that fans can all identify. Like, you know exactly what we're talking about when I say, oh, we had to go there. 
There yeah. are things like that. Or when uh, Rachel's talking about, oh, yeah, the patch or the sticker from Rock and Roll Online uh, over. It's amazing what this band has done and how much of an impact all the little tidbits and miscellaneous mm-hmm. things about their career. What about uh, concerts? So before you guys opened for them twice, um, how many times did you see them? Oh, uh, well, I saw them uh, a lot. I would say not as many as some, but Mm -hmm. I I would say a good 15 to 20 times. Wow. Um, I saw them. uh, Let's see. I saw them on that my first show and then Mm -hmm. every tour after that that they wow. that they played um which after dynasty so that was love gun yep um i was they had, di- up. They had yeah. dynasty in 79 yeah that was that was right after love gun yeah they uh, didn't I, do well, yeah cuz they had the solo yeah. albums in 78 unless you saw that's right unless that's you right. saw them at the palladium for unmasked that was the only show for that I, no, I didn't. With Eric Carr. With Eric Carr. Yep. So then yeah. afterwards, they started doing what? Creatures of the Night, I would say, is the next tours. And then yeah, lick yeah, it I mean, up without the makeup. Yeah, right, so, right. so I saw that, but uh, yeah, without the makeup and Vinnie Vincent was playing. How was that? Yeah. I'm curious. I always want to know when people it, said it, they saw Vinnie. It was, uh, it was, it was cool. It was at the Tower Theater in Pennsylvania, in uh, Upper Darby. And mm-hmm. uh, I missed except was opening and i missed them um i saw the creatures of the night tour same spot and except opened up and you was, saw and yeah, you this, saw okay. him in this makeup was, wow this was yeah oh you saw yeah. him in makeup yeah, yeah. i saw creatures yeah. of the night he the saw creatures tour. Makeup. you saw nice. the okay. Warriors. so i i thought yeah. this was creatures of the night because well, well, so Ra- so you saw them with makeup rachel or without no makeup? this was okay. without makeup but they so had to lick it up so that was a yeah. That's looking up. Yeah. They still had the tank. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, they, they still had the, the tank. tank. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I missed the creatures of the night. I missed that one. Yeah. But then I saw after that, I saw them on just about every tour that they came around. Um, I remember one night. Uh, where did we go? We, uh, oh no, we didn't go together. Snake. I went to see them, and Wasp was opening. I've seen Wasp mm-hmm. open for him. I've seen. Um, I see Rory Gal. I'm getting all my concerts mixed up, but I, I saw them a bunch. I would say about 15 times. Yeah. Maybe 10 to 15 times before we started touring with them. And but, you stay and you stayed on with them even without the makeup. Because we've talked to us, yeah. we've talked to some people that kind of signed off when they took the makeup off. And you know, but but I yeah. I, we, I we Zeus and I both think that that unmasked when I say unmasked, I should say non-makeup era is fucking incredible. Uh, it's yeah. It's, there's a, I think, so I, I many think great songs. So much great shit from yeah. that era. Because so the main good. songwriters stayed with the band. Yeah, correct. Correct. And I, and I couldn't see them with Ace and Peter in the non-makeup, you know, right. glam, glam kind of look. No. I don't think that would have worked very yeah. well with those two. <laughs> I uh, but uh, like even after when Ace was out of Kiss, I went to see him at Lemore. Oh yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, in, yep. in Brooklyn, I saw him, and he was just. <laughs> drinking uh, that Portuguese wine that's in the ah! basket. <laughs> this, there were four of them on top of his amp, and he they were gone by the end of the night. Oh, uh, I believe it. Yeah, and so we hey, thought, have we some thought, wine with me, brother. Come on. Yeah, we thought the show. We thought the show was done. You know, we had to drive back to Tom's River. I had to be to work the next day, and and so uh, we're walking, and 
we hear him start doing like a blues jam. I'm like, is that Ace? And he's like, they don't let me play this in my old band. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we just we did we went back in and he jammed the was like a 10 minute song and then finally i'm like man i got to go <laughs> but yeah. if you had something to do with kiss i, I yeah. want to see it yeah that's awesome how about you snake how many times do you think you saw them as a as a fan well then you'd have to include all the shows we did with them on tour too <laughs> okay but uh before we got the opportunity to tour with them uh it wasn't as many as Rachel. Yeah. I remember I had tickets for Madison Square Garden to go see the Dynasty tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And uh and no one wanted to go with me. Oh and, uh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And so and oh, that's up, so sad. <laughs> it was it's, it was terrible. Yeah. But I ended up I ended up actually going to see the Kinks and oh, that's uh, not bad. Richard Hell and the Voidoids at Convention Hall in Asbury Park that, wow. that very same night. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I probably I saw Creatures of the Night. Uh, did I see Lick It Up? I don't recall. I thought I saw Hot in the Shade. Yep. Um, that was a great tour. That's when they started bringing back some of their older songs and material. Some classics. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was with I, the I, Sphinx, right? Yes. 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 Yep. I think so. Probably, probably only like five or six times. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. all the times you guys played with them. We the last question mm-hmm. of that bunch is we always ask people what's their favorite Kiss memory. Maybe getting something for Christmas, or maybe playing with them, or maybe meeting them. What would you say your favorite memory of Kiss is? So, sounds like it was your first shows. I mean, could have been. I mean, but to, anything, anything that sticks out, Rachel, like a like a specific memory. That's like, I mean, I know you you talked about your experience going to see that first show, and you could smell the weed and <laughs> remember the girl with the ammonia and all that shit. Like, yeah, you know, that that show seeing that was like first time seeing a bra strap come off. You know what I mean? And it, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a big deal. Uh, yeah. Um, Meeting Gene for the first time when, when we were who were we with uh, Snake were we with Aerosmith? I I, I thought we was were it Bon at the L.A. Forum, right? Yeah, and he came out to the show, and I met him. Uh, you know, we all met him, and we were all geeking out. But I I I didn't know what to do, so I just sang the last verse of the live version of God of Thunder to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's when he used to do the napoleon thing and keep his hand he put his hand in his jacket all the time and he's like very good very good very good and, and i go man i i go all kidding aside you're the reason i play bass and gene being gene just looks at me and goes someday a kid is going to tell you the same thing and that's awesome i was like that's really cool you know that he said that and that was very polite of him but that you know i doubt that's ever going to happen and then a kid said that to me and i was like you know, like when you get the thought bubble, like the Brady bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. Well, he was right. Yeah. You know what? One more time that he amazes me. But there's that. There's also, and this is very recent. We, when we were on tour with them, we, uh, there were the last two shows that we were doing with them. We watched them every, they let it, you know, we watched every. You're talking about the end of the road? Yeah. Yeah. So um, tour, but you guys toured for them, if I'm not mistaken, only in Europe, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Germany and then a few other shows yeah. with them. Yep. Okay. Which and, is ridiculous because if we all were bitching about it, why the fuck isn't Skid Row opening up for him here? 
that's yeah, a, we, those yeah. are fucking that's a, old episodes we were bitching those are old about episodes people can go yeah. back and listen to us bitching about how the fact with opening <laughs> band yeah, like, you, go, like go you guys weren't and they had a fucking yeah. painter opening up but that's <laughs> go, go ahead rachel um so we uh that you know we were we watched every one of their vip the meet and greet and their sound checks and it, it was just amazing what did we hear we heard them do lover all i can oh um, nice. go, going blind got we heard to choose did, and shit yeah, like yeah. there's so much cool shit and and it it was really fun and they were super cool to us um but it was the second to last show the last show i believe was in cologne and mm-hmm. we and so every show that we did with them in an arena, we would just put our backs to the security wall and sit on the steps. And we bring a few beers out there and just watch the show from that vantage point. And it was amazing. And snake and I just kept looking at each other like, what that, this is unbelievable. And Gene started, you know, he's messing with us. He's the water bottle and all this stuff. And, and just, just totally busting our chops. And it was great. But, we could we couldn't stay for the last show because we had to drive back to Heathrow to catch flights in the morning. So, or the afternoon. So, where where was the second to last show, Snake? It was it was Germany, but I don't remember what city. Anyway, Berlin, Frankfurt. I don't know. I'm just yeah, throwing out big cities. We're we're sitting there, and I go to Snake. I go, dude. If we don't get any of the shows, because there was a possibility of us doing a show here and there on the American run. Oh, right. Uh, um, they took took Evan, which is cool as yeah. hell. I mean, opening for your dad. You know? Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I go, if we don't do any shows with them, what we're experiencing here could be our last kiss show ever. Ever. Yep. Like the so and then it just the gravity of the situation of us be seeing the shows before we even knew each other years and years and years before we knew each other seeing the same show a few days apart being our first concert changing mm-hmm. our lives and it scotty as well he saw them the same week in nassau yeah. coliseum yep so and That's now insane. and now this whole you know 40 year circle Amazing. to get to yeah. this point i'm getting chills telling the story to get to yeah. this point we're two best buds that started this band started because of the band we're watching right now. Yeah. It's awesome. And that is the reason. And that was the common thread. Kiss is the common thread of snake and I, Yeah, uh, you know, he, he's a metal guy. I'm a punk and glam guy, but kiss was that sacred ground that we convened yep. on, you know, that's yep. awesome. So, so th- that that's memory awesome. of watch, watching that show that, that it was huge, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm sick. I turned 60 tomorrow snake. We're only a few months oh, apart. Shit. So wow. for happy a guy, early birthday, bro. Happy thanks, early birthday. Hell yeah. Thanks. So for guys, our age for it to affect us like that, you did, they, they did something right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's know? a great point. Did yeah. Gene come up to you afterwards and go, that'll be $500. Meet, <laughs> meet and greet. <laughs> That you owe me. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, so we um I, it was Mannheim, by the way. It was Mannheim. Mannheim. Yes. Yeah. But Tom and I, Gene has been he's so creative. I mean, everyone I know he gets his shit, but he's so creative. So he had one of these events that he did last year in Vegas, and it was an evening with Gene Simmons. And, and it was a weekend event. Yeah, a weekend event. You'd go there and you would have dinner, and he would go around every table like a wedding. And sit down with you Literally, for five yeah. minutes while you eat your dinner and talk with you. 
Yeah. There was memorabilia. Hey, Gene, I'm eating here. Can you get yeah, that right? right. <laughs> Let but, me have uh, some of that. He also yeah. had a concert for like like a hundred of us in a small yeah. room in Vegas. Playing deep playing cuts. Playing deep cuts. You met him. You got autographs. You bought his merch. He gave you a shit ton of stuff full of kiss shit. Yep. Like five grand. Yeah. So we decided to jump in and do it. I'm like, fuck it. What you described is exactly what me and him did when we mm. met Gene and sat down and talked with him. Yeah, and yeah. we were like, like you over emotion, like I'm a 50 yeah. year old fucking man. And you're with your best friend and you meet Gene Simmons and you're experiencing this kiss shit. And you're like trying to not sound like a fucking idiot, but trying to tell <laughs> him how, how yeah. much he means to you. Yeah. Well, he was well. He well, he was disarming because he comes up. He meets we 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 meet him, and he's like, "What are you two doing together?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> he goes. He didn't understand like, this. He couldn't. He couldn't understand the concept that Zeus and I were friends. That we because there were with. married couples mostly there, and yeah, other he's, people. Like, he, he's like, "What do you mean you're friends? Where are the women?" We're like, "No, you it's just fuck us. each other's girlfriends." We're like, yeah. "No, we're friends from college." <laughs> I don't understand. We're like friends, Gene. We're friends. That's it. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, okay. That's but he is fucking, he was talking to you. You look at him and he makes you feel like I am listening. hundred yeah. oh, yeah. percent my attention, yeah. Yeah. What, you know, and you are important. And you're like, this is fucking Gene. Let me ask you guys a question about how at the beginning we do the intro. You guys opened up for them on the farewell tour way back. 2000. Yeah. 2000. So 25, you know, 20 something years later, 20, almost 25 years later, was your experience like markedly different with the band then, as opposed to now in terms of how Gene and Paul were about how, how you guys were, did you notice anything in your interaction or just your experience with the band with that like 25 year stretch? They were always so gracious and kind to us. Um, I had an incident where I I had a uh, I broke my ankle pretty bad at the very beginning of the Kiss tour in 2000. Yeah. Oh wow! And the next day, uh, the following day after it happened, or two days later, we had a show. Paul Stanley came in the dressing room uh, after we arrived to check on me and to see how I was doing and make see if I needed anything. And wow. uh, it was such you could you you. It's sometimes it's really difficult to see the humanity in these larger than life figures. And it was completely, you want to say disarming. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, here's my idol, my hero, giving a shit about if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so humbling. And 23 years later, when we played with them in, in Europe, they were just as humble and cool and funny and gracious That's and awesome. accommodating. Uh, I mean, there was no uh, airs about them. They were all like uh, in, in conversing with you freely. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, take it easy. Got to go. Or, yeah. <laughs> or take, uh, or attempting to like, just make themselves scarce or anything like that. They were very, uh, wide open and accommodating and and there'd be so many nights because i'm such a pest 
that I would go into, you know, find them because it was like, it's kiss. I'm going to get the most out of this. Oh yeah. And they would be like, come on in the dressing room. And they're, you know, all six foot 12 um, (laughs) with the makeup on. And, and I'm sitting there warming up and, and I just, I wanted to take in everything that I possibly could uh, in, in that mo in those moments, because as Rachel stated, like we were sitting there in Mannheim and, and it, it the reality hit us. Mm, yeah. Like, holy shit. And, and like, first of all, the first reality is, can you believe we're sitting in the photographer's pit for kiss after seeing them in 1977 and after all this time? And can you believe that this might be the very last time? And, and it was yeah. just, it's, we're so fortunate you know, to to be in this band and and to have the friendship that we have with one another, but and and to be able to share those moments like that is really really overwhelming. And and that's uh, awesome to to be able to have that experience in your late fifties with yeah. the band that inspired you to do what you do. It's it's a full circle moment. Yeah, you, know, you go from being 13 years old in the rafters or on the general mission floor, or wherever you might be, seeing Piper and Kiss, to 2023 in Mannheim, Germany, sitting in the photographer's pit, looking up at your heroes and going, "They're still amazing. The songs are still amazing. The show is still amazing, and we could actually sit down and talk and hang out with them." Yep. What the Fuck! Like, what a great life. Would you so? So would would you consider that? You know, kind of circling back to favorite memories. Would you consider that? Like, you know, uh, maybe. I mean, everybody's first show is probably their first memory. But the story that you just told and the emotions that you kind of just expressed. Would you consider that like right up there? Is in in terms of like your favorite kiss memory? Oh, I I, yeah. Yeah. And and I was checking on something. Did you, Rachel, do you talk about when we got asked to leave and came back, right? Oh, I didn't say that. I was going to tell oh, that. What do you mean? Oh, 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 asked oh, to leave. Uh-oh. You tell the story. You tell the story. Okay, so this was uh, one of the shows overseas on the uh, end of the road tour. And we'd sit there, and if there was room by Gene, cool. If there's room by Paul, whatever. Sometimes we'd go back and forth, but this particular night we were sitting kind of between center stage and Gene. So between Paul and Gene and, and uh, it had been cool for nights every night we did it. And for some reason, I guess it was a local security guy. This big dude comes up and he made us leave. Like we're, we're filming with the phone and all that stuff. And they were cool with it. Kiss was totally cool with it. And this dude, I thought, he was telling all of us to not film. So we're like, ah, maybe the venue has different policies, but then, then he's like, you got to go. And we all got up and walked over. We're around the side of the stage and Paul comes to our side and he goes like that. And we're just like, and then all of a sudden somebody talked to the dude and he was gone. We didn't see him the rest of the night. (laughs) And Paul Paul looks at us and goes like, get back in your seats. You know what I mean? Oh God. And, And our, uh, it was, the two of us, our guitar tech Casey and our uh, LD Will, 
we were all there watching it together. And Casey, now he's he just turned thirty, so his mom is a huge kiss. His sister's name is Shandy. That's how big. Oh, oh that's, that that's, poor girl. Yeah, that's how loves big, that song. I can't that's stand how, that song. I fucking hate it. That's how, hate it. <laughs> that's how big of big kisses in that household. So yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's a kiss fan, and Will's a huge kiss fan, and Will found the video. He found it on YouTube oh. of Paul going, looking at the side of the stage, going like, what the fuck? And then going. The point oh, wow, that's so fucking cool. it, it was that's... a great experience. It, yeah. it, it was, we're like, wow. Star hey, guys, don't through. sell, don't sell yourselves short. <laughs> I was telling you guys about like, listening to your shit ourselves. Like we've all ear guitar to your fucking music too. Right. Awesome. And here we are. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, we you know, have. if I think of the, the, <laughs> the kid, that you know, at one point, you guys were fucking the band that I put that "Slave to the Grind" album on. I don't until I wore it out, and here yeah, we now are. We're, and now we're talking, talking with you, you guys, I mean, yeah. like everything. So you guys are right there too, and I, I know we've talked some kiss. I hope you don't mind if I ask you real quickly a little Skid Row stuff. No, man. <laughs> so yeah, I know the band that you're actually in. You don't yeah. mind if I talk to you about the band you're in? Yeah. <laughs> so now you have Eric, who came from Heat. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, another uh, album. Another album we've covered on, yeah, on our, our, on our, our side. The cast. guy on our show with us picked Heat Two as one of the albums to review. I'm like, the fuck is this Swedish shit? But <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this guy's got fucking pipes. Yeah. Right. And when I heard he's joining your band, I'm like, fuck, I actually know this guy. Yeah. And you released the album. You started a tour. You, there were some health problems, I believe, with Eric. And now you're back to finally touring on this album, correct? Yes. Yeah, we uh, we actually uh, we have a lot of shows coming up. Yep. And and there, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a story or a headline that came out recently that you guys are re-recording or might be looking at some classic Skid Row with Eric or performing no, no, it. Huh? No, that, okay. that that's a uh, that's a blabbermouth soundbite. Ah, there we go. Okay. Um, I, I had done an interview and we were talking about uh, one album in particular, actually a couple of albums, maybe uh, like the, the Johnny era stuff okay. that we did. Maybe okay. it, it said, would you ever reapproach any kiss songs, maybe from the Johnny era or maybe like something off of because uh, um, subhuman race came up and he goes, I know you're not a fan of that record, but would you ever think of maybe covering, like revisiting one of those songs or something from the Johnny era? I said, yeah, anything's possible. That was the extent of it. I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's something you don't it, listen it, to. So it, it, every, you know. Yeah. As soon it, as, as soon as somebody says anything's possible, then Blabber was like, oh, they're going to re record everything with Eric. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude, I took, I took lumps of shit for that. Just like, I, I mean, <laughs> if yeah. you go to, I saw that and I'm like, I, that's not what I said. First of all, and then I was like, "Oh, I got to read the comments because it's kind of like sport." You know what I mean? It's totally. Like you go down there. It's like, "How dare he?" Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know. So, and I'm just like, "You know what? That kind of makes me want to say, hey, guys, let's let's do the whole first two records.'" <laughs> with you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, listen, asshole. I don't tell you what color to paint your bedroom. Don't tell us what to do yeah. with our songs. You know what I mean? See, here you go. This is perfect. Maybe bl- maybe Blabbermouth will pick up that sound bite and run with there it. There you now. go. There you it's go. Funny because I I try to get a newer version of Subhuman Races. Mine skips. These are CDs I've had since the nineties. Mm. I can't fucking find that thing. It's so hard to find. I, I'm still a CD guy. Yeah, and yeah, I can't I, I can't get it at anything like 
other than someone selling it on eBay for like $300 for a fucking <laughs> CD, which I, I'm not that stubborn. I'll play it on Spotify. I don't want to. Right. I'd rather have the CD downloaded to my phone, but yeah, I so, can't find it. And Eddie Trunk swears by loves it. that album. Every time we've had him on, we bring you guys up. Always talks about subhuman race. Have you heard that? We're like, yeah, we know, buddy. That's your favorite yep. fucking Skid Row album. We know. So you know how you, you know how Taylor Swift just did all her re-records? Yep. Yeah, to fuck yep. her label and over to, and whatever yeah. that shit. Well, is. what yeah. we're gonna do is we're gonna re-record her re-records. <laughs> oh, Eric. Skid Row does oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, there you go. Wow. Hey, I mean, who who wouldn't Can't want wait that? To see- yeah, <laughs> can't wait for that one to hit is, the wire. Is that kind of like a uh, a Sharon Osbourne kind of thing? You want to cut some of the musicians out or something? <laughs> Just do that shit over, and all of a sudden, that's why you were uh, gonna change some of the old albums around. Oh, why not? <laughs> some people did that. Um, yeah, we'll, I, we'll re-record other people's music. How's that? There you yeah. go. There you go. Now, as long as you guys are recording and continuing to tour, because your band, uh, I feel, is. So different than, unfortunately, a lot of the bands that got lumped into that one era. You guys, I think, would stand the test of time because your songwriting, your music, yeah, uh, it's just heads above a lot of your contemporaries and peers. Then, thank you. Thank and you. Unfortunately, you guys came into a time where I think there was like that that era where everything was like the poisons, the warrants, and all that other stuff. And but then there was like Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, Metallica's Black album came out, like a kind of a transformation away from the kind of glamier look to kind of a stripped down hard rock metal kind of stuff. And yeah. I think your band fits that because I I I mean you're all over the place. You don't have to play one style. It's the songs, right? And yeah. your songs, I got my fucking 13 year old uh 15 year old in the car listening to your shit because i knew you guys are coming on and and like all of a sudden i hear 18 in life i remember <laughs> that's awesome and i'm like the guy that wrote that is coming on the show those guys, <laughs> you know? and that's fantastic because if P- you take away all the like the stuff that music is today and all stuff and you put it to fresh ears they will like it because it's oh yeah music but totally. it's, you know they're, they're not looking for bands that started in the 80s because that's not what how music sells these days right but the the songs still remain and that's what the difference is to your stuff your music you. and songs are just i think timeless and fucking kick yeah. ass appreciate yeah. you thank saying you. agreed that. agreed yeah hey, guys i mean we can't thank you enough for coming on sharing all your kiss stories with us it's been um, a lot of fun yeah thank and you. where, where can really people has. find anything about skid row like tour information, websites, uh, online, social media, all the usual, all the usual suspects, Instagram, Facebook, X, uh, skidrow.com, blah, 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 Facebook, yep. all the usual suspects. It's the awesome. same thing everybody yeah. does. And, uh, we start, uh, February 28th, I believe, uh, in Boise, Idaho and, uh, or 27th. I uh, think. Tw- 29th. I think, I think it's, tw- we fly out the 28th. I think. Leap year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think I could be wrong, but we start in Boise and we work our way over to Oregon and then up into Canada across about half of Canada, then come down through, um, through Michigan. Awesome. Do you and, make it uh, up in the new England area? We, uh, we were there 
last year. I mean, I'm sure we will be. That's where you'll come back. You'll come back. We'll definitely catch you then. Awesome. Yeah. The the 27th in garden city, Idaho. Okay. My bad. I thought nice. Once our, did, are our flights the right day? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so you're glad we brought this up, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Might want to fix that. So snake Sabo, Rachel Boland, Skid Row, fucking hard rock legends in the house. You guys rule. Thank you so much for your time. Always a ton of fun talking kiss. And we love you guys. Thank you so much for spending so much time with us. Appreciate it. Thank oh, you guys, man. man. It was a blast. Really awesome. God bless Thank on you. the new, uh, God bless on the tour. Thanks guys. Thanks, Thanks fellas. Tom, that was snake and Rachel from Skid Row thoughts. So much fun. I love when we just nerd out and talk about the band that we love. And to hear those guys talk about their experiences on the end of the road tour and, you know, both talking about, you know, coming full circle as the band that brought them together and then seeing them, you know, at the end of the road, just great stuff. And that's, and then of course, talking about their concert experiences and favorite albums and just, that's what it's all about. And to think that the four of us are just, just like I said, nerding out on the band that we love. It brings people together. And this is such a great episode to hear that. Not to mention fucking two legends, the co-founders of Skid Row. Yeah. The, the Gene and Paul of Skid Row, basically that's, the songwriters. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. So this isn't anybody. This is a band that had the number one album, the first hard rock, heavy metal album on the new let sound scan way of counting albums that came out in the nineties. They right. did it. You know, and they were the number one album. As I was trying to explain to them, like they're like witnessing watching Kiss and be like, I can't believe this. Yep. Well, I'm looking at Tom and we're talking to Skid Row, and I'm saying, You guys are Same just thing. like that for us and a lot of other people, man. And it's great that story he uh Rachel tells about Gene saying, Someday somebody will say that to you about being his favorite guitar. And then I'm gonna then you said to him. Now give me forty cents. I want to go. You, <laughs> I I need it for the candy machine. <laughs> amazing stuff. I I again. I'm always amazed of all these people that we meet. How personable most of these people are. These guys before we got on the air were just full of fucking great stories, laughing, talking, sharing, fucking friends, mutual friends that we had, talking about shit. I didn't realize how much of a big uh wrestling fan Snake was. Yeah. Just telling stories. Awesome guys, so personal. You can give and take with these guys, and yeah. they're just so kind. And we hope you love it. Because we yeah, and I think and I think it comes through too, you know, when we when we have these people on to talk about KISS. It's almost like like a safe space where they can talk about the band that they love. Because we've mentioned this before. Not everybody likes Kiss. And some people hold their Kiss fandom kind of private because they, sometimes they don't have people to talk about. So we get them in here. And it's like, okay, welcome to the show. No pun intended. And talk about the band that you love. And it just pours out of them. It's, it's awesome. a release for a lot of people yeah. to have this. Yeah side of them as always that kid that loved kiss and all yep. that it entails and you will have wrestlers on here we'll have authors on here we'll have musicians on there when they get to talk about kiss that's fun for them yeah they have to talk about their jobs and the tour and past members that's not exciting for them this shit is. so yep we hope you enjoyed it we did and uh tom what we do next is we go to question of the week 
Yep. And our question of the week is brought to you by the wonderful Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Famer, Tony the Taxman Barone. And that is ABCPA Inc. Tony is the man for all of your personal and business tax accounting and financial expertise that you may need for anything. Okay. And Zeus and I have both used him for our taxes. He did our taxes in 2023 and he's going to be doing them again in 2024. Him and his business, they are fantastic, communicative, responsive, fast, amazing to work with. You can check them out on their website at abcpainc.com. There's links for all the services they provide, all kinds of resources, a link to send an email to them and a link to find their phone number, frequently asked questions, all kinds of information to find out exactly what ABCPA Inc. can do for you. And believe me, they are amazing. We can speak from experience. And of course, it's Tony the Taxman Barone Hall of Famer behind the scenes of it all. He's the best. Check him out. Hey, can he help people with passport problems? I want to go visit Tahiti, but I can't go right now. All right. Our question of the week comes from John Restano. A.K.A. Junior Vintage, A.K.A. Mr. Antonio 2005. He gives us a question with four parts to it. Of course, we're only going to go for one right now. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Junior Vintage. Your favorite piece of Kiss memorabilia that you own right now. And why is it your favorite? Very simple. Oh, snap. Um, looking, I'm not a collector, so it's none of this shit really moves me. I mean, I have the Destroyer box sets autographed by Gene, and he personally signed it in front of me. That's a I piece got of a, memorabilia. I got a great 50th birthday gift from a friend, and that's Peter Chris's solo album framed and autographed. That's a piece of fucking kick-ass memorabilia. Or maybe it's the, uh, his golden ticket oh, which i will Christ. open uh with the uh loudcasters on the gene demon tier uh friday night tomorrow night yeah i would say for me it's kind of easy because it's it's not necessarily memorabilia per se it's something that i've had since the beginning of my time as a kiss fan and that is the original 1977 copy of love gun that my cousin gave me that started this entire thing i have it framed it's a mess but i love it it's just it's beaten up but it's in a frame uh but other than that i would probably say that the road case that we got from the gene event in vegas we did uh the video of the live on all about that yep the live unboxing and Gene autographed that road case. So I would throw that in there as well as a newer copy that I have of love gun autographed by both ACE from creatures fest and by Gene from the Vegas event. I thought Tom, you were going to say it was a poster of some sort. Ah, This one only has a little bit of a, you know, uh, an egg and pepper steak and cheese, uh, you know, grind this a, a, a little bit of an oil stain on the left hand corner there. Got a little bit of the marinara, some melted prosciutto dripped in the corner. Should be able to get it off. Anyway, yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah, great question, John Jr., Mr. Antonio 2005, whatever. Love the questions. Ramaswamy. Rob- <laughs> <laughs> love. love- <laughs> 
fucking lovely Aji questions. Brown fucking Barrett Comb, whatever the fuck oh, her names God are almighty. on the Supreme Jesus. Court. Yeah. All right, Tom, where can people find us? Always start with our website, shout it out loudcast.com. That's you can find all the episodes. Always look I. Always oh, look I. Always look I. <laughs> that you can find all of our episodes. Shout <laughs> out loudcast. Our our dorm damage, album review crew, Zeppelin Chronicles, links to our Patreon, links to our merch page, links to our Amazon shopping links, links to all of our social media. And you can send us messages directly from the website, and you can comment on individual specific episodes. And we receive all those in the form of an email. So you can do that. If you want your question of the week read, we put them in a little folder. We pull one out for the week's episode. So you can do that through the website, or you can do the old-fashioned way. Send us an email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We'd love to tell you guys we read every single email. We might not get to all of them on the show, but trust me, Zeus and I read every email. We talk about them, so please continue to do that. And, of course, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those things. We love it. Follow us. Get involved. Tag us with some cool shit. Don't tag us in stupid shit, please. It'll annoy me. You don't want me annoyed because I get annoyed and then everybody gets annoyed. And if if he gets up, Andrew gets to get up, it'll be anarchy. All right. There's my breakfast club for the thing. Uh, and that's it. So, please, continue with the questions of the week. Sit out, what Johnson. Sit out, John. Did your mom marry Mr. J- Forget no, it. Huh? Forget it. no, Mr. Simmons. <laughs> Anyways, question of the week, please. We want more and more and more because we do a mailbag episode at the end of each year. And yes, it's only the beginning of 2024, but it's going to move fast like they all do. So please send us those questions. All right, Tom, people can always DM us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They can find us on threads. Tick talk motherfucker um what's the other one that's out there now too oh and you can also find our spotify playlists out there too uh those are always a lot of fun and subscribe to our youtube channel and give us one of those five star child reviews on apple podcast so people can find our podcast and it helps the show move up the food chain it's a big help to us uh, we always tell people that they can go to our website. You can get merch and go to our Amazon store. You can get tons of stuff there. We're getting emails and messages about people seeing Ace Cult and Shout It Out Loudcast shirts at different concerts or awesome. ven- venues. If you do, if you're going to wear something like that and you're at a show, send us a photo of yourself. We'll put it in on our website. It has a ton of photos of uh, Loudcasters wearing our gear fucking love it so send that to us and give us permission to put it on there and that'll be great uh what we do next is we end with famous last words tom do you have any uh yeah of course i have some famous last words uh from rachel's favorite song sitting in the back her head down in my lap the moonlight shining down on her hair the radio was playing her fingertips were straying her mama didn't know she was there. No. Well, in addition to that, Tom, she walks by moonlight. No one really knows. Enchanted starlight. Never going home. Yes. Saved Snake Sabo. Rachel Bolin. Skid Row. Loudcasters. Kiss Army. Tom, thank you. Snake Sabo, Rachel Bolin, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We had a blast. We hope you guys had a blast listening to them. 
Everybody out there, loudcasters, patrons, you guys kick ass. Thank you so much. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hit the music. What I'd like now is for all you fat, out of shape, worldwide kiss cards to keep the noise down while I show your ladies what a real sexy man looks like. Listen, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture, settle down. Cut the music. Anybody see Richie? Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.